Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Hello, everyone. We're excited to be here. I'm joined by Jake Herring, an elder here at the church and a good friend of mine. Um, we're excited to be talking about the message from Sunday. Um, yeah, so why don't you just go ahead and give them a little bit of like what the big idea was for Sunday for those of um, listening who weren't here. Sure. So thanks for having me. Um, so I, I did preach Sunday uh, on um, Paul's letter to the Colossians, verses 1. I'm sorry, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. And I think the big idea, it's first of all, if I back up a little bit, it's a very, very loaded um, a, a group of, of, of verses, oh, yeah. meaning meaning verses 15 through 23. And there's also multiple ideas yep. <laughs> within that. So I think the overall big idea that, that I pin it down is Jesus is fully God and his preeminence and his, his sovereignty above all things is really spelled out in this mm-hmm. passage. And also um, what that meant for us and why we, sh- we should keep going. So Jesus is above all, he loves us, and we should either give our lives to him, and if we have done that already, we need to continue on and dig deeper. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, I thought you did a good job just kind of sitting down and reading scripture, and then, because yeah. otherwise, yeah. you know, you could have ended up all over the place, because I asked some people, like, hey, what's some questions for Jake here, and I'm going to do a podcast, and Jake Harper's like, yeah, it, that's that was a lot, you know, like, it's, it was a lot, and you, you got through it, man, and even listening yeah. the second time through on the podcast, I was like, that was just really good, you Thank know, it's you. just like a Thank good you. message just to hear and fully understand and recognizing how... Jesus is fully God, and how when we see it that way, I mean, it really does change a lot for us. Right, right. Sunday was a pretty wild, wild day, too. Um, I had Kids Life Pro Presenter, like, computer went down, and then live stream, and then you were saying you felt so weird in volunteer service, so... Like you said, it's such a deep message, but we kind of felt a little spiritual warfare that morning. I think so, for sure. Um, it doesn't always feel like that in the moment. You yeah. just, you just like, feel, oh, maybe. Yeah, a little frustrated <laughs> or a little rattled, and then you and you look back on it, um, and, and you realize uh, that yeah, maybe when I when I heard all of the technology issues that you were having, um, everything down to the mic not working in the volunteer service, which isn't a big deal, um, but all of those things combined. Um, I was redoing slides uh, that we had some issues with moments before I was to go on uh, on stage. So, um, yeah, and then I think that for me, the volunteer service, um, the message was good, and I said everything that I was supposed to say, but it just seemed to not have any energy behind it, and it kind of just fell flat. And that can happen. Um, and sometimes um, when I'm not preaching but I'm just presenting uh, or doing some public speaking at work, I've had that feeling before where you just know you're not – it's not bad, yeah. but you're not connecting, What's and it's not landing, yeah. and nobody's nobody's seemingly that interested in it. And I'm not, and I don't think that nobody was interested, but um, it it just wasn't it wasn't our be- it wasn't my best, and it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't how how it normally feels. So well, it's such a thought provoking message too that yeah. people are processing so much while you're speaking that right, you and might I not think, get the response right away. I think the difference of this one was is usually when I feel that that way, I also have the feeling of I wasn't prepped enough. Maybe I didn't go through oh, this sure. enough, but this one it, it kind of surprised me because I felt very confident coming in hmm. that we've got I've got a lot of really good stuff. If anything, we have too much. But volunteer right. service um, fell 
fell way short of the timeline. I think we only went for, I only went for like 22 minutes, 21, 22 minutes, and that's my guess. But um, So thinking that you have a, too much material and then realizing that when it's actually presented out, um, uh, it, 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 was, it fell way short of the timeline. So um, anyway, yeah, it was, there, I think there was some warfare. And then I, I kind of realized that at some point between the services um, – and I, I, to be really honest, I was a little frustrated by it, um, you know, feeling like, I, you know, the volunteers, that's their service, um, and it wasn't very good. That's what mm-hmm. I felt. Um, but at some point, I just kind of prayed, knowing that I'm in a bit of a funk here. This is kind of silly to be that upset about, A, it's happened, and it wasn't that big of a deal. So we need to move on. Um, but I felt like, um, from my point of view, um, the main service um, – was much more loose. Uh, I had my normal, um, what I would call my, my the normal feeling of stage presence, where mm. I, I felt like I was in in the groove, which is a hard, hard. It's hard to describe what I'm saying, but you just feel good about where you're at and like you're like you're there. A volunteer service. I felt like I could hear other things going on in the room. It was quiet. <laughs> there wasn't that normal. It just did not feel yeah. normal. Yeah. Um, but the main service felt felt good. Um, I will admit. Um, I was made aware that I was perspiring quite heavily, um, so I wasn't exactly proud of that. Didn't realize that. Don't normally have that problem, but um, whatever. You know, we'll uh, we'll try and solve it. Could the like next, sponsor some deodorant. You know, next time we're like before. Yeah. this is where he was. Look at these now. So speed stick. So back in the '90s, there was these commercials where they would say "sure" or "unsure," like meaning can you can you raise your arms while you're oh. talking to someone? So anyway. I wasn't sure. I had no idea. I don't think I raised my arms too wide, but it was one of those unsure moments. Like you better yeah. not. So anyway, um, little embarrassed about that, I admit. But um, that's all right. Oh we're, yeah. Worst things have probably that's happened. That's the worst thing. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're doing okay. Anyway. Uh, Brian had told us on the preaching team that this was a message that you were drawn to. That you even kind of reached out to him yeah. and. What you said is like your fourth time giving a message. Yeah. Wouldn't usually be like someone's fourth message at all. So what was really kind of what stuck out to you and drew you to it? Sure. So I felt um, with this one, I felt like it's it was such a condensed uh, block of scripture that said so much um, that it would be fun to it would be fun to to kind of back it up and go down. I like to go down rabbit holes and sometimes they can get me in trouble. But I <laughs> felt like this one, it's like you almost have to. To, mm-hmm. to teach this well and preach it well. So um, that's why I was drawn to it. And it was, um, I think I tend to like things that that require um, not just teaching, but also preaching. And this was very much heavy teaching and heavy preaching all in one. It was a lot of scripture with a lot of technicality to it. But then mm-hmm. also, to, I think to there's also the passion inside that makes you want to preach it and people get get people excited about it. Yeah. So it had both of those components at a very high level. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been a Christian for a long time and there was just a couple things that were said either on Sunday morning or in preaching team that I was just like, oh, I don't think yeah. I fully grasped that. Yeah. And it was it was a really beautiful moment. So I was thankful that yeah. you went after yeah. it and I thought it was a great message. Um, if you weren't there on Sunday, Jake shared his testimony and kind of up to the point of like 19, you said is kind of where You're you... Right. Yeah, so I was just kind of wondering what happened after 19, and now you're an elder, and yeah. like, how's God been working in your life since then? Because another thing you mentioned is like, once we become a Christian, it's not like everything's perfect now. Everything, like, yeah, yeah, that's not the case. Um, so yeah, I got saved when I was 19, um, and before that, um, 
I was a typical, um, just kind of a typical rowdy American kid. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> from the outside looking in, I wasn't probably sure. the worst thing that you ever seen, but um, sure. definitely not saved, definitely living, living a life that was not honorable to God. A lot of that could be chalked up as youth, but one thing about me is I did know better. Um, through those mm. years. I didn't know. I mean, there was a lot I didn't know. I hadn't been discipled, but I did know. I had a, a pretty strong conviction of right from wrong, but I was so afraid to come back to church um, because of, of uh, if, if you were there on Sunday, uh, because of some curriculum I was shared um, shared with by a, by a, in a youth group uh, at probably the age of 11 or 12. Um, but then also afraid to come back to church to actually deal with what I knew was wrong and knew how I couldn't live. So it was always like this thought in my mind, like, you need to get this right hmm. and get right with God. Yeah. So having said that, um, after I got saved, and, and by the way, um, you know, we we kind of did what some people would call the sinner's prayer on Sunday. I don't think I want to refer to what we do as that, but basically um, being saved for me was a time in my life where I really from a heart level knew that I wanted to follow Jesus and I understood mm-hmm. that that means that I cannot continue to sin and live the life how I want to live it as we move forward in this new basically agreement that I have with God. And that agreement is um, I'll surrender my life and um, the offer there is um, he wants me to accept his gift of salvation, meaning he needs to clean up and wash all of that sin that I had accumulated uh, and done. So. I want to be very clear. Um, we cannot simply pray this prayer and then go live the life that we want to live with no surrender and not allowing. And what I mean by that is we don't allow Jesus the lordship over our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we cannot do that, and I don't think that that's the mark of a true believer to, mm-hmm. to live that life. Now we get into a slippery slope that says, "Well, but we do still sin." Yes, we do. Um, but I think that the difference is for. Um, people who maybe have prayed that prayer but don't actually follow God, there's not truly a yes in their heart to Jesus. If there mm-hmm. were truly a yes in their heart, um, though they wouldn't be perfect and they would still fall and yeah. make mistakes and be weak, um, they would there would be a yes in their heart to Jesus and they would want to do what's right. Um, I heard the analogy, and probably a lot of us have, there's, there's sheep and there's pigs. Um, sheep will get in the mud just like the pigs do. They get stuck and they scream and they scream and they scream and they cry out, but then the shepherd comes and gets them and they run away thinking, I'm never getting that mud again, and they have no intention of getting in the mud again. Mm-hmm. But because they're weak and they don't see the big picture, they often do, and they scream and the shepherd comes out, comes back out and gets them again. The pig goes into the mud and he screams and he squeals when he gets stuck and the shepherd comes and lifts him out, but all along he's thinking, I can't wait to get back in that mud. He's almost sure. planning and plotting it out with no intention of at least trying. So um, I'm not going to lay out, here's where the line is between the saved and the not saved. That's not, that's not healthy doctrine. Um, but I know that at the heart level, um, when, you pray that, when you pray the prayer, what I'm saying is in this moment, if you've heard this sermon, if it, Jesus has been on your heart and you want to make that change, let's draw a line in the sand so that mm-hmm. you can say, God, I'm going to bring this to you in prayer. I do truly want to do this. Mm-hmm. So for the people that maybe heard the message, um, we didn't have time to go that far into everything that I just said here this morning, um, but that is how I view that, and I'm pretty confident that's how our church views it as a whole. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's so interesting you started talking about that because Noah just prayed the prayer of salvation yeah. the other night. Yeah. So 
but as a father, I was really struggling with being like, so you like understand, like, here's, <laughs> here's what you're agreeing to, you know? And then Kayla's like, well, is it this prayer? And then I started recognizing, you know, it's this really great tension for you to struggle with yourself and sure, just, sure. but what you're kind of eventually saying is like, I'm fully putting my trust in Jesus right. at the end of the day. Right. And so trying to work through that with him, but I kind of had to work through myself to just recognizing yeah. like, Hey, you're putting a whole lot of, but I think where I landed is like, I want for my son to be able to see these things almost laid on paper. So he knows and remembers a time where he was like, right. Oh yeah, I said this thing at this time. And, and then from then on something changed or turned sure. in me and, sure. um, yeah. Yeah. We probably won't get into the weeds too much. Otherwise, Brian will come on. No, let's like, go ahead and get into those. <laughs> what are you guys talking no, about? No, no, no. This is a podcast. There's unlimited you know, time. Saved, always saved, right? Yeah. You know? So, uh, <laughs> No, I, I I completely agree. And again, um, it, it is not. I, I've I've met people that, uh, for example, um, a friend of mine. I guess they're both friends of of mine and my wife's. But um, she has a family member um, that claims, you know, the, the, this individual lives whatever life he wants, and 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 I and I won't go into detail, but just lives in the world and for the world. Sure. But he back in like the late '80s was at a church meeting and thinks he's okay because he prayed this prayer. And it's not my job to decide whether he's sure. saved or not. But as a shepherd of the church, as an elder, um, I would be uncomfortable with somebody believing that that's their reality. Now, right. I don't really know where, where this individual's at, and I don't know the individual we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But at a heart level, maybe it is deeper than that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I know is when I, when I want to lead people to Jesus, I want to make sure that... Um, I don't want to to say it to them to where it's like, are you sure you want to do this? Because it means I don't, you know, that you have to give your life to that. That's the I don't I don't want to do like that. He frees us from that. He frees so it's us, not correct. like a constant like ugh, correct. Like a, but I but I do want to be very clear that um, we are of the world or we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're different. We're marked mm -hmm. now, adopted by Jesus, marked with the blood, and we we cannot go on living the way that we did. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like Jesus got, like puts that desire in our heart to Correct. not want those things. Correct. I yeah. mean, doesn't change that we'll still have like struggles and things like right. that. But yeah. yeah. So I think that at that moment in time, for people to pray what we would call the sinner's prayer, which I, I don't love that term because it, it brings up this get out of jail free card that you <laughs> sure. claimed. Yeah. Um, but at a time where we're thinking in our hearts and in our minds that. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to start following Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're going to him in prayer and saying, this is what I want, making our mm -hmm. intentions known before God. Not that he doesn't already know what he does, but there's this prayer, this communion with God where we're going to speak openly with him. And I think that just like you said, that that first le that first level of surrender and that first level of request of God, he honors it and he hears that prayer. Mm -hmm. And so he helps us along the way. And I do appreciate in my life, there's a time that, I can look back to and know I gave my life to Jesus. What I didn't say on Sunday was through all of those years of not being saved and living for the world, anytime I would get afraid sometimes, I would say, Jesus, come into my yeah, heart, sure. knowing I'm not going to change a thing. So when I was 19, I did it, and I raised my... I, I was at a church service, and I raised my hand, and I was the only person in the entire building. And it, like in my flesh, I was thinking, oh, this is embarrassing. I really wish I hadn't raised my hand. But... Um, something did change in me, and I had now this desire and this intention to serve God. Um, mm -hmm. And so I look back at that point in time, and I know from my own experience, yeah. I was changed then. Mm -hmm. 
And that was a moment, and I was far from perfect beyond that and was still struggling with all kinds of stuff the, the first couple of years out of the gate. Yeah. But I know that my heart was changed and God honored that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that I think you, you also gave a good point of like, God is in this with me. And I think one thing that people feel after making that commitment is just a little bit more peace over some of that. Like sure. at the end of the day, I like find peace and hope in Jesus. And um, yeah, he we're in relationship with him. And while this thing is hard, you were also here with me in this yeah, moment. And absolutely. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, you also talked about how Jesus is fully God. Like that was kind of one of the big, big ideas. But I just wondered, I know for me, I know that. And sometimes people, we could draw that on paper and be like, yeah, this is what I believe. Here, take this thing. Yeah. But sometimes we still struggle with connecting the dots fully. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. What, why do you think that is? Um, well, part of it, I think, for, for most of us, if we're honest, well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for myself, but you, you still see in Scripture where Jesus prayed to his Father. Mm -hmm. And he says, your will be done. So it seems like there's, yeah. these, there's these two different... It, it feels like the interaction. Right. Yeah. And to be honest, um, probably uh, a much better theologian than myself could sit here and explain that much better. <laughs> sure. Um, so I think that um, it, 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 you know, one of the, I think I read from uh, Timothy, First Timothy, um, I may mess this up, but um, it said, the mystery of godlessness is God in flesh. Hmm. Yeah. Or the mystery of godliness. So it, it, it's almost like I don't want to take hit the easy button and say that our human minds just can't quite comprehend that, but yeah. maybe there's an element of that. Um, having said that, um, Jesus was the human form of God. So, um, but I think that we we maybe I'm getting a little off topic, but we struggle to think that Jesus was maybe this new creation that entered into the timeline at the you know, at the conception in Mary's womb. Yeah. And in a physical form, meaning that glory being clothed, which we talked about on Sunday, that that form of God incarnate, God's power being clothed in flesh, mm -hmm. um, I guess that, that may have been the first time that that happened, but the Spirit of God was fully Him. Mm -hmm. And all of the history that had happened before, it wasn't just yeah. this new creation, this yeah. new realization. I don't think there was this... Big... That's probably where the danger is, is yeah. if you think like there's this... New Christ versus Old Testament God, right? And there are two different yeah. personalities, and Old God is this judge that rains right. down fire, and new, and this new on, Jesus is, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The, so I quoted David Platt, and he said it changes the way you. Uh, I, I'm going to mess up his quote, so sorry, David Platt, if you're listening to to the New <laughs> he Life is podcast. A listener, Does he yeah. tune in? It's, yeah, often. Well, yeah. you know, mostly just to he get called this week. I was Ryan. unavailable, but I'll. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, but um, he said it changes the way you pray. And then he called, he's like, I saw volunteers, so just never mind. You just yeah. stay there. <laughs> Good thing we don't post the volunteer service on the website. Um, but back to the, back to the point, um, when we realized that Jesus was God from the beginning and we realized all of that grace and all of that mercy that we see in Jesus um, was there in God the Father all along. Mm-hmm. And so the quote was that he changes the way we pray, and I believe he says in his quote, "We change the, it changes the way that we read the scripture." Um, when I realized that Jesus, in the compassion and his, I would say his aggressive pursuit of us out of love, when you see that in Jesus, it ties together and makes a little more sense of some of the Old Testament and of the character of God and the 
I wouldn't say that I've connected those dots completely, but the, the more mature in the Lord that I get, the connection between God the Father's personality that we see in the Old Testament and mm-hmm. Jesus' pers- Jesus's personality that we see in the Gospels and that we read about in the letters in the New Testament look more and more and more alike. Yeah. And so realizing that God the Father uh, previously was withholding his judgment all along and allowing them to sacrifice goats and rams and sheep... Um, withholding his actual judgment, waiting for Jesus, lets you see that that compassion was there. So we maybe went on a bit of a rabbit trail, but... So anyway, it is important... Um, is it, it a rabbit trail or rabbit hole? I guess, I guess it's, 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 it's hole. It's a hole. Sorry, have I said trail twice? I don't know. I think it's hole. I feel like I say things... Go down weird. a rabbit... Yeah, you could go down a, a trail, but you're more likely to go... You've been down a lot of rabbit trails. Yeah, you've been <laughs> along a trail if you've been down in a rabbit hole. So... <laughs> Um, no, it was good. So the, good. the original question is, why is it important to understand that Jesus was completely God incarnate? First of all, at the time that Paul's writing the letter to the Colossians, maybe they're wondering, who exactly was this? Was oh, this just yeah, a prophet? That's very or true. Or was this really the guy? Yeah, and he's saying, this was truly God that we put to death and that was resurrected. Mm-hmm. This was truly God. Um, so there's that point. And then yeah, I guess that's the entire book of Colossians right, is right. trying to tell that church. Like, but... Hey, God in his sovereignty and his infinite wisdom knows that the Colossians weren't the only ones that were going to read that letter, obviously. So there's an element of it, or it's all for all of us still true today. So um, I think that it it is good to see so that you understand the character of God, but also that you realize that the God with all that divine power cared so much about us that he would clothe it and come down here and let himself be tortured. Um, He didn't just assign that to his son. He didn't assign it to someone else. He did it himself for you. Could not stand the thought of not being with you and reconciling you and his creation to himself. And he left all of that. And the unique thing um, that I like to think about is, in some ways, he left that. He's still that way. And I, I would get probably in over my head in doctrine here, but he we know from his resurrected body he said thomas put your hands on my in the hole put your hand on my side where they speared me so even though yes skin of bronze hair white as wool eyes of fire clothes himself in light he still has those holes in his hands and in his feet today so he's still in that body in a in a resurrected glorified sense so truly understand why we need to know jesus was fully god is to know what god gave up to come retrieve us mm-hmm. from sin mm-hmm. That's that awesome. Sense. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, another question I kind of like to ask sometimes is, you're on this side of the message now, you already gave it, and reflecting back on the message, mm-hmm. is there anything that you're like, oh, because this is the opportunity, right? <laughs> <laughs> People are listening. Um, is there anything that you're like, oh, I kind of wish I had said this either differently, or I wish I had spent more time on this thing, or not yeah. as much? Yeah. I, I Well, so we, I had some really good feedback from the preaching team that I need to respond to an email if you're the individual out there listening, but they talked about the sinner's prayer, like, what do we do with that person? Or do we believe in just... So the, you and I had just discussed the sinner's gotcha. prayer. Gotcha. I wish I had a little more time to have clarified. This is a heart-level thing. I went back and listened, and I did say, if you believe this in your heart, and I did say, I did make a point to say, to accept Jesus as your Lord, and I was very clear about that. But um, to be honest, yeah, I think that the person that made that suggestion, if they're thinking it wasn't still all that clear the magnitude of this. I think that's a fair comment. So I wish I could could have spent a little more time saying what we said here today about um, really surrendering your life, and this should just be the representation of what's happening at a heart level, mm-hmm. not, not just magic words that you're saying. Yep, sure. 
Yeah. I I think there is a little bit of a challenge of that. For yeah. me, you're like, say this prayer, but also know that this prayer doesn't mean this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So in it, that sense, maybe it's better that we leave it. Yeah, and I, I let, don't let know. the Holy Spirit straighten I mean, it out I feel like time. that's kind of like yeah. next steps for that person. Correct. You know what I mean? Hey, I made this decision. What does that look like for me? Right. Cool. Let's talk right. about it. Right. But so anyway, yeah. um, you know, and I, but I think that also, though, um, we're, as you know, we're working on, um, we, we have a lot of mechanisms in place for life groups and discipleship mm-hmm. groups, and we're working on, I know Brian and Jess have great ideas about where we're going to go going forward. So that would be, if someone had given their life to yeah. Jesus, we, A, we would need to learn about it. Hey, did you get, did you <laughs> yeah, make a big sure. decision today? We want to get you plugged in so that you're not just out there on your own. Yeah. So, and we do have the mechanisms in place for that, but I, I feel like maybe as, you know, as we preach again, um, there's never a wrong time to invite people to give their life to Jesus, obviously, yeah. but... Um, uh, maybe um, maybe I could have pointed to that saying, yeah. hey, if, you, if, if you've made that them, decision and, sure. want, and want help walking down this road, mm-hmm. come talk to us. You know, we could have plugged them in. You know, I could have maybe said that. but No. Yeah. Good. But if they're listening to the podcast... There you go. Now you know. We just straightened it out. So. <laughs> going to be fine. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. I appreciate it, Jake. Um, it was an awesome message, and we will catch you guys next time.